I don't want to get into it. And ain't nobody gonna stop me. Front yard both times. <laughs> Fucking bath towel boy over here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Sure. You, all right, go on. So there, <laughs> there's the other one that I gotta go back and I gotta find this timestamp. But it was where Brad asked me, he goes, Buck, say, say someone breaks in your house, kills your family, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was the one. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, and he goes, What would you do? And the whole premise behind it was like, you'll do anything to defend your family, be there for your family, everything like that. And I said, yes. Okay. I was like, well, the first thing I would do, he goes, no, 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 no. The first thing you do is you kill the guy. You yeah, find him and you kill him. I'm like, no, no, no. Just hear me out. Hear me out. I was like, here's option one. He goes, no, there's no option. It's you kill him. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and that's not exactly how it went. But he goes, okay, Timbo, what do you think? And I'm like, bro, oh, yeah. like yeah. my wife just died and you're giving Timbo <laughs> yeah. the ability to choose what happens. Timbo, what do you do? That was, that was the and best part. It was just like, the whole and, part and then, was, go yeah. ahead. There, there's a part there where like you were like he was asking you again and you're like oh no like i'm out of this now timbo you're <laughs> up like i got cut off yeah. well the, yeah, the then you instantly was, came back though you're like well hold on now I'm... <laughs> you just killed my whole fucking family dude it was <laughs> such a wild series of events right <laughs> well the, the funny thing is i think we got so off track that brad you forgot or possibly forgot that you you thought in your head, you told me your only option is to go back and get this guy on your own. Whereas I was trying to say, well, first I would try to do things legally, right? Seek out mm. the police, do all that. And if that reached a dead end, I would go the law-abiding citizen route, the movie, and just take matters into my own hands and do it myself, right? Yeah. But I couldn't even get there because... The moment I, I said, okay, here's the first option. You're like, no, no, there's not, there's not, there's only one option. Nope, nope, yeah. nope. <laughs> well, just because, like, I, you know, I knew I was like, well, he's going to contradict, isn't it? Because I just wanted to get to the point I was trying to make, like, you know. Oh, we know. We you know. know. If you're going to do it, you know. There's no stopping you from doing it. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of like the revenge. point I was trying to make, and that's why it made it so funny, I think, because I was like, no, 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 bug. Listen here, buddy. This ain't how it goes. You don't get to choose. <laughs> and I get fucking Timbo has to defend my family who he's <clears throat> never met. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't even live in the same region as my family. And <laughs> I'm going to rely on this guy to fucking hightail it over Greyhound bus style and kill this fucker. Yeah. That <laughs> took out my kids and my wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good but I trust the legal system just in case. <laughs> my my whole thing is if I could check that box off, I, I'm going balls to the wall. But that that was a funny one. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I remember oh. re-listening to that and just being like, "Man, this is actually pretty damn good." Like just hearing so much back and forth between you guys, and I'm just sitting here like, "Well, all right, I guess I'm just gonna have to take a stand or pick a side, and I'll just fucking <laughs> stir the pot a little bit. Brad's a little heated, so oh no." Fuck that! Like, just hear him out, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was good though. That's why it was the most popular episode for sure. I listened to a lot of it too. I, I think yeah, I listened right. to it like two, three times, maybe. But it was good. I yeah. listened to the entire thing while I was mowing my lawn, and I was just fucking laughing, like the whole oh, time. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> that yeah. segment was 
that that if we ever have a best of and we get big enough where we have someone we can hire and just say comb through this material and get a best of that that's going to be up there somewhere oh that would be fun we can even do a whole podcast about that the best of so you know so far or looking back or whatever like we have, we've like, had some good points maybe not like the entire two hours of each one but you know there's definitely like what 20 minute segments in there that are fire uh, all over Probably a lot more than i think actually it's I mean, all good it's all good <laughs> yeah, if you're not hey, listening to the whole thing then you're fucking day. stupid <laughs> yeah, we'll clip it for you yeah how do you move forward in life if you don't listen to the full podcast you can't it can't all right and that's the only answer right brad I mean, yeah. those are facts, bug. Those are straight facts. Straight facts. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, it's funny. I I don't know how many times I said it on that podcast. It must have been enough because uh, you <laughs> oh, know, that's your thing, bro. <laughs> bro, that's your thing. bro, but I mean, I I mean, I haven't been but. debunked yet, so we're still. I'm actually, still waiting. Actually, I'm still waiting. I actually listened to a talk, a talk, a TikTok the other day. And you straight up said, it's facts. And I said, all right. And I fucking Googled it. And I, I can go back to it because I think I like marked it or something. But there are actual, actual, again, you can't believe everything you see on the internet. You got to like really, really deep, deep dive to trust your sources and your your facts. But there was one I was like, oh man, he might be wrong here. But I was like. You know, it was just one yeah. of those. It was just like I clearly had too much time on my hand, and you were like, "Facts, Google it," and I'm like, "All right, I'll fucking Google it." And I Google it, and I was like, "Oh, there's some con- contradictory items here." But you dare me? You dare me? I'll Google it. <laughs> you dare, yeah. I was on that podcast, and you're still still daring me in my social media. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know how I get. <laughs> a bit riled up. You know, I get a little riled up, but. I mean, I I, mean, I must say it a decent amount because I've been pointing out a time or two. Yeah. Still. Well, you def- in that episode, you definitely said a lot because. Oh yeah. It was just it was just funny to me because I have no idea if those are facts. I didn't look up those facts. Like, then even Bug says you keep saying facts and they're not facts. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah they're not facts. Like, hi, dude, man, facts. Dude, that made me even up. more mad because <laughs> I was like, yes, they are. Like, I've done, you know, for majority of the shit that I was saying, I can't say, like, everything, but probably, like, 95%. The other stuff's probably just, you know, other fives, a little low, just saying what I'm saying because of life experiences or whatever. But majority of it, I've done so much research, seen so much shit, and I'm like, man, this shit upsets me. I think that's why I get so passionate (laughs) about it. I'm like, those are facts. Because I get so upset, like, reading about this shit. I'm like, we are terrible. You know, people are letting this happen, whatever the case is. Here's the here's the hard thing that I, I struggle with right now is even some sources that I used to trust or believe in or websites. It's like, dude, you have to go. <clears throat> you have to go through. Three, four, five. And, and this is not facts, but. There's some number of sites you have to go through to double check, to triple check, to whatever, to make sure if what you're reading truly is fact. And 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 I'll give an example. I recently watched, and I think I brought this up to you guys. Maybe I didn't. 
uh, on Netflix, <clears throat> the documentary on uh, Manti Teo's uh, catfishing. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched that, highly suggest you go watch it because it that was good. like that was like to me the intro like to creating what a catfish was outside of the actual fucking fish, right? And now there's a whole show on it, and I I've actually met the guy who well I say met I went he was at a local college and we had like a nice like hundred person like little conversation with him uh the guy that is the main person of that show and Manta the, catfish, the catfish or Manta the, the, the catfish host Neve S wait you Neve. met Neve uh, yeah I mean I, I say I met him but like at a, at a university right by my <clears> house like years ago my wife and I were able to go and there was only like maybe a hundred people in the room or was in like a little classroom and he talked to us about like where he's come from, what he's been and stuff like that. Um, how tall is he? I've always wondered. Um, he's five, five, 10, five. Yeah, he's, he's, he's around my height. Like I'm five. Okay. Ten. He was, I didn't, I didn't get to go up and shake his hand or anything, but like <clears throat> kind of judging, he's probably like five, 10. He might be like a little taller than me. Probably small hands too. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I um, always looked at him on TV. I'm like, dude, you're so, <clears throat> you're just so skinny, dude. Like, you approach yeah. one of these dudes wrong, they're going to lay you out, bro. Watch it, Neve. He's got a <laughs> legit sweater that he wears all the time. So he, yeah. he's got Oh, my God, there. bro. Yeah. Is, he has hamburger meat <laughs> hanging out constantly, bro. Uh, <laughs> that shit is a, a fucking fur coat. <laughs> well, the point being Miracle. is going back to the Manti Teo, <laughs> the, the, the actual news that Manti Teo's quote unquote girlfriend was not actually real didn't actually die all of that kind of stuff and no spoiler alert because this was from like 10 years ago so if you haven't heard about it like sorry but anyway it came from deadspin if you're familiar like a team of eight people that did the right research to dig through all of the possibilities to truly confirm their data before they leaked it right Whereas you have these other news sites, other websites that have hundreds, if not thousands of people doing research for them to uncover these sorts of things. And they, they post it. And this is a great instance of it because there were a lot of things leaked before Deadspin came out with the true facts that, Oh, Manti Teo's gay or he prefers men. And again, nothing wrong with that, but like he created this hoax and like they were making all these statements that were not, anywhere near true and then deadspin came out with the true story the true article and you know because Teo, if you guys remember like yeah he, he was, was the best linebacker in the country yeah he was he was a top three heisman candidate like yeah he lost to johnny manzel and and he went from that guy, a possible possible top 15 pick to mid second round yeah, something lost millions of dollars. Is that? Because of that. He was on Notre Dame's championship team. Yeah. I mean, they, oh, made they it lost. Well, yeah, they lost. The but, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, didn't they come out like right before the game and he fucking lost yeah. his mind yeah. and then he lost yeah. the championship? Crazy. And then you just spiraled downhill. Like, how crazy is that to think about? You get punked out by a catfish and it ruins your entire life. Like, it ruins your draft picks, ruins your championship game. Yeah, but and think then, how old you are in that time. Yeah, bro. Then you're 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 still young. If you but the thing is, and I highly, highly, highly suggest people go watch this because what his parents said about him, like my parents 
would probably speak fairly highly of me, but they know I've fucked up, you know, and I've made some mistakes and I did some things or they, I pissed them off. And this is it like new from the, the episode. So I could say this, so I don't spoil alert anybody, but yeah, one thing his mom or his dad said, he's like, when, when Taylor's growing up, um, you asked him anything. And all he said was, yes, mom. Yes, dad. Yes, mom. Yes, dad. Never disobeyed him. Never said no to them. Was the most obedient kid in the entire freaking world. You know, he's very religious based as well. Um, LDS. LDS. Very L- yeah. Ironically, yes, he is Mormon. <laughs> wow. Well, I thought Notre Dame was Catholics. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean he's... You can go not to Notre Dame and not be Catholic, but... I'm pretty sure he, okay, don't, don't, I'm pretty confident. I'm 95% sure he was born. Uh, I'm 100% sure. And my source is I'm going to Google it. I'll Google like Brad tells me. I'll tell you what. Um, I mean, you know, it wouldn't hurt. Uh, Yeah, I know. I I deserve a fact checking every year. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, Mormon. He's a Momo. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm not always wrong. I told you. Momo's bug is also Momo. Yeah, to... <laughs> I have a I have an LDS so, on my back. You know, um, and then I'm slaying accusations. So. Oh, yeah. It's a confusing religion, but yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> tomato tomato. Am I right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Well. You put one wrong letter in the wrong space on a tattoo and you get judged completely differently. Yeah. Drugs mm-hmm. a religion. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> the old saying yeah. some do see higher spirits yep yep no regrets guys yeah. regrets yep. one letter makes a difference <clears throat> I mean it's true right right yeah placement is key yeah you could go from <laughs> in to win yeah that's adding a letter all right, well. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the best example. Maybe, maybe that's a terrible example. Sorry, brought it up. You, you see the importance of a letter, though, right? Yeah, yeah you see, it's very important. <laughs> I might add a... Uh, Some people don't mind being in, but a lot of people like to win. Uh, well, I think an in's a win. Yeah, both have eyes, and... <laughs> I also... Win. Like live dangerously. This ends a segment on how to quickly get derailed and have very little sense to our conversation. Yeah, Yeah, good segment, folks. Yeah. That was completely scripted. So let us know how we did. Not bad. Well, Bug, I guess lead us off on the regular main topic, you know. Completely switching gears here. Just wanted to take a trip down memory lane and uh, a clip that was, uh, you know, very near and dear to our hearts on the comedy scale and something that's fun to listen back to. But tonight, um, we've been kind of delaying this topic, but we really want to talk about passive income. I think it's important for people to know how they can, you know, get out of some of their, maybe you're in a hardship, maybe you're in a, a hole and you don't know how to get out of it, or you want to, you know, retire earlier. You want to find ways to maximize your, your free time and things like that. And, Passive income nowadays is huge, and there's there's a lot of different a- avenues, and there's a lot of different benefits from from getting involved in these different types of ways. But also, 
although we look 22, um, we are a little older than that. And we have a little bit of experience in the, the, the business world to where, hey, maybe we would have taken a different route if we were knowledgeable in some of these areas. And um, that's kind of what we're hoping anybody, even our age, older, younger, whatever, we can maybe steer you in a new path that maybe gives you some more options. Um, you know, so right now we got P and Brad and myself bug here, and uh, I think we just want to kind of dive into it. Passive income. Good stuff. If I'd have known about this 20, 21, 25, whatever. I mean, just the fact that you can set yourself up financially. And if you don't know about it or don't learn about it, sucks because that's when you have all your free time before the wife, before kiddos, before life beats you down too bad. You got so much free time when you're 20, 21. We, you know, right, right up in there to just hustle, grind, or save money, eat some ramen, you know, live with some roommates, save some cash, go buy a house. And I think a lot of people think you gotta have tons down or this or that, but you really don't, not really. I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's just the idea you have of it until you actually kind of explore the options and how easy it is to do it. I mean, yeah, there's definitely like a, a credit background that you're going to have to have and your credit score will affect that a lot. And so maybe you're not, you know, experienced enough as far as that goes, like the way they view you so that you don't have the, you know, ability to, to get a loan because they don't view you as capable of, you know, honoring that loan. But that's, def that's definitely one thing. When when I was young, I made a lot of money, and I had opportunities that I didn't realize how much I could do with that. And I always kind of just took it for granted. And I that's one thing I can reflect on now, as you know, I'm 33, and I see the opportunities I had when I was 21, like 21, 23 years old. I was making way more money than I knew what to do with. So you know what I did that money? Stupid shit. I did dumb shit. Casinos. Just, yeah. Casinos, Charity. just having fun, you know, paying yeah. for the party. What's her name? Buy, buying the liquor for the, it was Ruby, but, but <laughs> paying for the party and just, you know, having a good time. And at that time, that I had no priorities other than that. And if I were to allow myself to, kind of see past that then i'd be better off now than i was than i than i am now i'm not saying i'm in a bad place now i'm just saying i could have set myself up for me my family and my kids and that's kind of a thing that i that i hold on to i'm just like well if i was smarter i could have been better like in a better yeah. position yeah and what, to, i think we'll, to, we'll we'll dabble on that a little bit a little bit later you know, like we'll come back to that. I, I, we'll keep that one. We'll put a pin in that one. I like that. Yeah, but, put a little pin in that. But just imagine, P, like how much? Because I mean, I was around, so you know, I don't know exactly your paychecks, but I know what you're spending. Just imagine if you could even save a grand a month, because you probably could have. That would have been easy. Yeah, pretty easy. So just imagine that if you're just stacking for just a whole year, and then you had. Even if you did it, you know, for the year and you saved 10 grand, 
could go and use that money. Even living this similar-ish lifestyle, just, you know, maybe a little less. I mean, that's, you're in kind of a, you know, different position than, say, I was or some other people. But, like, if you have that opportunity, I mean, put some money away and then you could use that 10 grand to go and, you know, put down in a house. You know, yeah. like, and then, and then you get money from that. So, say you would have bought a duplex, right? Let's get into a little scenario and then... You know, let you guys take the floor, but <clears throat> so you got into a duplex, you know, and then you had other people rent out that side, the other side. You lived in the other side. They pay for your rent. Mm -hmm. They pay for the mortgage, I should say. So them renting out one side typically pays for mortgage or close to. And then you could just keep all of your money. You don't have to pay rent anymore. Or... You could move in for a bit and then be like, I don't like it. Go back, move in with your roommates, split all the rent, rent out both sides. And then now you're talking passive income. All right, now you pay for the property and you pay a little extra on the side. Say, you you know, extra 900 a month sounds pretty nice. Well, let me ask you this. Like, before, okay, so we're, I think, maybe a couple steps down the road. Of, yeah. I think this conversation, because I think... Some people don't know what passive income even means, right? And and a simple definition mm. is passive income, right? Active income is everything you do at your job. You bring, you get a paycheck for, you get a salary, you get an everything hourly wage, worked. whatever. Everything worked is okay. So I am valued at whether your salary or hourly. You can break it down to hourly. So even if your salary, you can say, on average, I work a forty-hour week. I work X amount of weeks a year. This is my dollar per hour. This is how much I'm paid per hour, right? That's your active wage, or I'm sure there's other words for it. That's just what I call it. Like I'm physically doing something to create income. Yeah. Now, okay, so on passive income, yes, you still got to do some legwork, get some things in place and get things worked out. But basically, as Brad just, Brad explained a very simple yet effective way for passive income where you invest in something that, you then know all the bills that come with that investment are paid for and in a perfect world and then some where, okay, I paid however much to get this duplex. Yes, you have to pay that off, right? But basically the tenants that are renting are paying for you to pay that off. So they then pay it off when for it's you. fully, yeah. So say you bought a $400,000 duplex. I'm just for simple math. And you have a, we'll say $1,200 mortgage, okay? And you rent out both sides for $600. Okay, so then wow. you, you're, you're, and then this is- Oh, I'm, okay, I'm, I was gonna be like, oh, I'm a little sore. Well, that's ahead, low, that's low, but that's like, that's gonna cover your bills, right? Yeah. So you don't, they're gonna- Oh, wait, month, no, no, sorry, you're probably right. I was included taxes, but not everything else, but sorry, go on. Yeah, when you take all the bills, say, yeah, yeah, say yeah. they're paying- what you would have to pay if you owned that and lived in that place on your own, they're taking that $400,000 mortgage down each month. Right. Yep. And eventually, and, and you're probably going to make more than that. You're actually probably going to net some income, which that's a whole nother discussion on what you do with that. But eventually that, that duplex is going to be either worth $400,000 or more or less, depending on the market. But the ideal situation is you owe less than the mortgage and you can continue to to, to break that down or you can then sell it and take that 
one, two, three hundred thousand dollars you make on that invest somewhere else. Yeah. And we'll but, get into taxes, but and we'll get into all that. But I yeah. think that the the base root question that I've had a conversation with recently with some family is okay, so we all went to some sort of schooling. And I'm not saying college. We went to elementary, middle school, probably I'm assuming most of us high school. Um, and maybe yes. some of us yes, went to college, correct. maybe all of us did, whatever, right? Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm including listeners as well. Okay. But they don't teach you a lot of this stuff in finance, even in college. And I went to college, I had finance classes and stuff, and you learn a little bit of this. But I asked my, my mom, my aunt and uncle the other day, I said, who taught you about finances? Like, did your parents ever sit down with you and talk to you about a 401k? talk to you about investing, talk to you about how to manage your money or anything like that. And I'm asking you, you you be on that because it kind of leads into the next part of the discussion. I mean, for me, I was only taught a little bit about 401k, but it's not even much. It's more like, Hey, you should probably do it. It, you know, companies match it for you. And, you know, you kind of look at that. And then like, for me, I did, you know, a lot of different, things and kind of looked into that and stuff and you know I have my own opinions about it but to answer your question like that was the only thing I wasn't taught about taxes I wasn't taught about you know income in general and most likely because you know they didn't know you know because when you're growing up grandparents parents you know that generation and stuff they were just taught hey go earn a living for your family buy a house white picket fence blah 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 but you know, there's certain people who get curious or figure it out or whatever. And then they just soar past people. So, I mean, let me, let me just say this before, you know, we get too, you know, deep down the rabbit hole on, on some certain stuff, I guess just to point out like how passive income, you know, active income, passive is kind of what you want. You don't have to work for it. I mean, you do, but it's very rare. You might have to go collect some rent or, you know, go collect select payments or whatever your business is. But also, you know, it's a rarity that you have to do that. And also it's passive because you're not working to pay something off. You have someone else paying something off for you, whether that's a RV or a, you know, business that you rent out scooters or whatever the hell, more houses, whatever. So with that said, so I guess we could get into just a smidgen of, you know, mortgages. So everybody has to pay property tax on their mortgage, right? You got to pay homeowners insurance. You have to pay your mortgage. Um, and though, I don't know, am I missing anything, Pete? On your monthly. Um, I mean, aside from utilities and everything, there's it's typically just yeah, utilities, yeah, insurance okay. mortgage. Yeah. So you can get all that in and. Yeah, you uh, you basically have people pay that off for you. So, you know, you could pay that off and you look when you own a home for those of you out there who don't own one, you're renting. You go put a payment down, you know, whatever percentage, if any, you can get a first time home buyer loan, nothing down if you got decent credit. Um, even if you have lower credit, it'll just, you know, depend on your how much you make will depend on how much you can buy your debt to income, which is basically your assets, you know, how much you own if your car's debt, and then, 
your income. So if, you know, I, I, I forget the exact percentage. I don't know if you guys know that, but your debt to income has to be, at, I want to say it's like 80%. And then they'll, you know, give you that much up to your house, like a loan or whatever. Yeah, I can't remember. It's been almost eight years since I bought my house. Yeah, it, it's been a minute. So it's around there. So basically, you know, you can get all that. So if you're thinking about buying a house, you want to save up some money. It just lowers your payments, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Guess what I'm getting at is just kind of hitting all the basis of what it takes. If you want to get into real estate, which I think would be smart because there's a lot of tax benefits, all that. But so you get all that. And then if you know the basis, though, like. Like what we're saying, um, you know, you know how much your mortgage is going to be and you can have your tenants pay water, power, whatever. If you want, you can put that in there. But the main thing is, is knowing that. Because, I mean, I never knew any of this. Like if you have someone else pay for it, like your house, some people look at debt as terrible, but you can use your your debt. Right. So if if you're paying off your house, if someone else is paying that off, it gets lower and then you can refinance down the road, make more money. You know, uh, cost of uh, living goes up. So your price goes up, but you can charge more for rent, but your mortgage stays the same. That's how you can gain a lot of income. Yeah, it's kind of a longer down the road game, but it's a good one to look into, especially if you're young. So if you're, well, I think, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was, the, only, the only thing I was going to say is, and this you're, you're literally targeting everything. Why I asked the question I did is because the only thing that I got financial advice on when I got out of college was my dad was like, you know, I lived at home for six months before I bought my first house. And I was doing that because I was saving every dime I possibly could to buy a house. I didn't want to rent. There's nothing wrong with renting. There, There's different philosophies on renting versus buying. But my whole thing was I want to have equity. So I was like, you know what? For six months, I'm just going to save every dime I can. But I also was investing in my 401k that my company was matching the other half of it, right? Like, cause I had, my bills were super low. My parents, I, I was fortunate again. I had parents that let me like do that. You know, some people don't have that option, but I think the point, the reason I asked the question early is who, when did your parents talk to you about finances or what did they say? I had very little. My dad was like, Oh, I wish I started investing when you did. Right. And my whole thing is when my kids get to that point, I don't know. I, I want to talk. I want to be knowledgeable enough to talk to them about everything that's available to them, but then also passive income. Because one thing I've, I've, I've looked into and I've heard a number of different ways that it's been said, but 90% of millionaires got to that point through investing in real estate in various different forms. So you think about 90% of millionaires are involved in real estate, right? And, and, and Brad, it kind of goes back to, and I, I, I'm sorry for interrupting, but you were going down that path. And I just wanted to say that for the viewers that, look, if you're young enough, listen to this podcast, ask your parents about finances. Yeah. And maybe they don't know. Like yeah. when I asked my mom, she's like, well, we, we didn't have much. So we were living paycheck yeah. to paycheck. So there was no talking about finances. You just did what you had to do to pay the bills. Yeah. So I, I encourage people to ask someone that they feel is knowledgeable in this world, give them insight as early as you can, because one of the regrets I have is not knowing about what I could have done more with my money early on when I had less bills 
mm-hmm. to put myself in a different situation today. Yep. So anyway, that, I'll push it back to you. Yeah, that's kind of what you know Avenue P was going down. But I mean, even if you don't have, uh, you know, someone in your family, which I'm sure a lot of people don't, because not a lot of people know. I mean, maybe you do, maybe you don't. If you don't, there's people you can look on YouTube, figure it out at least a part of the way. I mean, shout out Grant Cardone. He's, you know, he's the man. He's a smart dude. He hustles. Um, he, uh, if you don't know who he is, look him up on YouTube. Whatever. He's smart dude. He's making big moves, but he knows how. Great book too. Yeah, the world, he knows how the world works. You know, and and how the real estate game and how you know assets kind of falter, except the real estate, and that's why he got into it. And um, you know, it's it's a. Yeah, he has he has good book. Yeah, I haven't read it personally. I I need to, but uh, I haven't. I've just learned a lot from him. Um, you know, and a lot of it for me, I didn't know. I just got it from digging and digging and digging and doing my own research and figuring out why does people make way more money than me, and why, you know, why did the rich never pay taxes, you know, and. And then I started hearing little tidbits from things and I was, I just got curious. And if, if that's where you're at in life, I recommend going and digging, figuring shit out. I mean, there's a reason why McDonald's never pays taxes. They own so much real estate is ridiculous to, so they can write off all of their franchises and McDonald's is some of the wealthiest company in the entire world They're everywhere on, you know, every fucking street corner. And yet they don't pay any taxes. That's because. You know, they do real estate and they own, you know, hundreds of thousands of properties and hotels and whatever else. They just own it and they could write off things. Just, and we can get into that a little later. But the whole point I'm trying to make is that, you know, shit, shit's the way it is for a reason. And the richer the way it is, you know, that's why they are rich for a reason. So if you follow the money, you get interested enough, you get tired of shit enough. You're going to be like, hey, well, I want to make money too. How are these guys doing it? And then you just learn and then you learn about all the shit. So we're not millionaires or anything, but we can hopefully break it down enough to get you a little interested, at least to, you know, dumb it down to, you know, maybe a new newer person's level to try to understand a little bit. Maybe we're like, hey, well, maybe I should do that instead of blowing all my money on this, you know, kegger next Saturday, you know. One of the biggest things that you kept saying was, interested and break that word down to interest like if you i mean the credit card companies their biggest thing is like hey we can allow you to have this you know balance that you can have and in an early person's mind like let's say you're fresh out of high school you know early 20s that's one thing that you that's one thing i found myself caught up in is credit card oh this is easy. I can just charge it here if I don't have money. Let it let it go. Yeah, but I'll pay then, later. Yeah, you you realize the uh, the interest rates that come in, and those are crazy interest rates. I mean, they'll they'll hook in with oh zero interest for you know six months or a year, but that doesn't mean that when that year is up, that everything you purchased until that point doesn't have interest because if you don't pay the full balance on that, that, you know, 15 to 20% interest instantly kicks on. And then you have to pay that. 
And so that 0% for whatever is just a smoke screen. Yeah. To be like, hey, this is basically just like borrowing money. But yeah, tell them about minimum payments. Way. Yeah, minimum payments is 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 the worst. Because if you if you, <laughs> if you, if you minimum the worst thing ever. Because you you as a as a mindset, you're like, oh, I can afford that. But you go minimum payments throughout the whole time, and you are paying three times as much as you fucking bought something yeah, for. You're paying pure like seventy five percent interest or something. It's. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, so it's, ridiculous. It's, stupid. it's so dumb. But you don't go anywhere. You're on a treadmill. Yeah, that's not saying that credit cards and I think credit cards in general are a trap because it makes people think, give them the illusion that they have money, and oh, I can I can afford this. I can afford this. Just you know, accumulate it into my monthly bill with stupid interest. So at the end of the day the credit card companies get a lot of money out of it. But if you seek like the credit card companies that are like doing like the cash back or something tied to it, you can take advantage of that and you can just pay your full balance off before they have an opportunity to charge you interest. Like just pay that off and then get the 3% cash back. Basically it's like a, a souped up form of a debit card. Everything that you're buying you instantly pay it off and then you get 3% back. So you're getting things cheaper, but at the same time, it's the people that do the minimum payments or just, you know, use it as like a, a backup system. Think, where, think of it like this. Think of it this like P is so there are times like we'll take Taco Bell, right? They'll do a promo where, uh, every time, so I live in St. Louis, right? So every time the Cardinals score five runs or more, the next day you get a free taco, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So think of that, that person that goes to Taco Bell the next day and all they get is a taco and they leave. Okay. That's a net <clears throat> loss for Taco Bell. That's but, the person who pays their bill on time and never incurs mm-hmm. any interest. But the mass majority more than taco. The most mass majority of people are going to Taco Bell. They'll get that free taco as an addition to their meal. And that's a win for Taco Bell. It's brilliant. And it's exactly, maybe not exactly, but my, I'm trying to give an example for people that it might be a little confusing, but the credit card companies there, they know they're going to have loyal people that, that pay on time. They never really make much of a dime at all off of them. It's everybody else. The mass majority that just try to borrow money. You know, and, and granted credit cards are great to build your credit. And I had a buddy in my first job out of college, I traveled so much that like my wife and I could go on a few trips a year free in regards to flights because I racked up so many Southwest points. My other buddy, he did the same thing, but he also, all of his bills that he knew he was, had to pay and was going to pay. He put everything on his Southwest credit card to where he and his wife were both uh, A-list or whatever it was, where they both flew for free for the next year. So he thought, it, it's like, look, I'm going to spend this money anyway. I budget for it. I pay it off right away. And now my wife and I, and this is even when he wow. had kids, but even before, he's like, I can fly anywhere in the country for free. And all I'm paying for is a hotel and food. 
So he, he, there's ways you can benefit off credit cards. There's ways you can, it's like you were saying, P like if you pay your bill off, you get that 3% back, whatever, like you're making money off of it. But credit card companies are still around because not everybody's figured that out and people live outside of their means. Yep. Because they want something now. That's a good way to put it. Yep. Or, or I mean, a lot of people live not necessarily day to day paycheck, but close to that point. So emergency <laughs> is we'll put on the credit card, yeah, and then Good they point. don't have means to pay that off. So, I mean, it, it's kind of nasty because, I mean, it's smart business wise. Yep. But you almost take advantage. I mean, Pray on the week a little bit. Don't almost take advantage. You fully take advantage. Oh, of, fully, and then we give a fuck. Yeah, people want to live beyond their means, and people stuck in a pickle because those people stuck in a pickle they can't pay off that balance and then now guess what you're stuck with that interest rate and if you don't have the means to pay it off soon you're going to be paying a hell of a lot more than what it actually cost yeah and And you just can't unless you have some you know christmas bonus or something that comes across your way and that's a good feeling you have that money there and you almost decide like, well, we could just continue paying what they (laughs) are going to get mad at us for. And we could splurge or we could do this. And a lot of the, a lot of the times it's, it's, it's a, we deserve this. Like it's our reward. Let's, let's reward ourselves because that's just kind of how human nature is. You're, you're sick of the day-to-day bullshit and you just want to break. So you'll take a break. But in the meantime, your interest rate is just, piling up and the credit card companies like oh i got another one there they are they're yep. paying us a lot more than what they what we lend them yep and, and they're not there for you you know no. they're, they're they're not doing you any favors they're there for them to make money and i mean they're exactly what you're saying dude they're like hey well i could go buy a ps5 you know how about that instead of paying on my credit card because i deserve it and then a lot of people will and they just, yeah. you know, and then the credit cards just keep raking in their money without saying a word. Even if you got auto pay on, doesn't matter. And it just is what it is. Just know that the credit cards aren't there for you. The only thing I got to say is credit card companies have insurance. So if someone steals your credit card information, it's insured. Yeah. So they have to. You know, if you if you can prove it and go through that system, then yes, that you're covered there. And a debit card, it's your fucking money. They don't care. They're just like, eh, I don't believe you. You bought that. Yeah. So there there's an insurance, but th- that's such a rare, like yeah, that people do it example. But that's like one little thing, and that's probably the tiniest little claim that the insurance company or the credit card company is actually like worried about. Because they're making so much money off people who neglect their bills and pay minimum payments because <laughs> they incorporate that into their bills. Yeah. Like, oh, I can afford this. But the shitty part about, I mean, besides what we're saying is, um, this happened to me personally, is on your credit card, <clears throat> you know, say I had one time where, you know, I have an auto pay or whatever on, you know, a lot of shit. And one of them was credit card. And they legit one random month they had my payment 
came out two days late. I don't know if it was some random, you know, Labor Day weekend or whatever, but it was their fuck up. Still dings your credit. And there's nothing that you or they can do about it. It just dings your credit and then you just have to eat it. I'm not saying one time's gonna kill you, but still, like, you know, <clears throat> you miss some shit. I'm just trying to say they don't really give a fuck about you. They're like, oh well, it sucks. I'm like, oh well, it sucks. I hate you. Take it off. Oh, I can't. Then nothing I can do. Well, you're an asshole guy. I'll punch you in your stupid face. <laughs> You know, I'm like, you know, and it, and it it just comes at the worst time because I'm like, hey, you know, I'm trying to, you know, get a property or something. And then they're like, oh, well, we didn't mean yeah, it, it wasn't supposed to hit a payment. Oh, yeah. It's showing that it was late. Oh, that sucks. And they can't take it off because it's automated or whatever. And it just is what it is. It's dumb. So no, no, this kind of shit. I, I think that the moral there, like, <clears throat> obviously, topic passive income but i think finance is just in general is like yeah. really key on this this podcast because if i if i give anybody a, a little tidbit of information based especially on brad's story and 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 p's like diving into the credit card world is when it comes to your debit card your credit card whatever you have and what you're paying bills with and how you're managing it if there's one thing that you should really be over-focused on and like type A people are great with this, but if you're not type A and I suggest that at least focused highly on your finances, because there's a lot of moving parts as you get older, like, so let's take me right out of college. I didn't own anything, had barely any credit card, anything. Um, and I knew how to build credit, but then I eventually bought a house and then I, had you know some credit cards and then I was investing in 401k and then I'm investing in you know Roth IRA and contributory IRAs and things like that and you start to build your portfolio I I say be com com crazy anal retentive on like focus on what you're doing and how you're paying your bills because every little thing adds up to affect your credit score and your credit score can help and hurt you in so many ways and okay, there are instances like my bank, for example, in the rare occurrence that I did don't move money around the right way because I have however many accounts and I overdraft something. Like some banks have overdraft forgiveness and it doesn't quite affect you the same way, but just look at all your options. There's a lot of things out there that can help you, even though banks won't necessarily go to bat for you, like Brad said. Um, there are little like tricks and things that you can research. Um, and this kind of ties into passive income. And, and what I mean by that is passive income sounds great on the surface. Your money just kind of shows up, right? There is a lot of work you have to do in the forefront to make sure you set it up properly to make that successful. The same goes with your personal finances. You can't just assume things are going to flip a switch and it's going to work. So both your personal finances as well, set things up. And do it however you want, whether you're single or married or whatever. Like my wife and I, we have this account that is just like everyday expenses. We have this account that all of our monthly bills, call it fixed expenses, are come out of. We have this little nest egg that if something, knock on wood, major happens, it's money that is quickly accessible that we can pay off like a big expense. Then we have 401ks. We have some Roth IRAs. We have these things that we're investing in that, yeah, you can't liquidate quickly, 
but we don't need that money, right? That's stuff that's going to build towards our retirement. And I, and I know it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, but I truly, truly wish I was talking about this 10 years ago, right? Where I could yep. even get further ahead of the eight ball. But again, your retirement is the sooner you can get there and live the life you want to live, the better. Passive income helps with that. But even passive income isn't like, oh, yeah, I'll just buy a property and it'll be great. Like, no, do your research. Like, truly do your research because you want to be as successful as you can. And you will make mistakes in real estate. You will 1,000% make mistakes. But that's why I trust the people that have you know, made those mistakes and partner with them or work with them so you can Learn minimize the risk and, and maximize the output. So, yeah, 100%. And, you know, to that point on, I mean, honestly, everything we've talked about, pretty solid, pretty, uh, pretty good points. And, and I mean, it's pretty good baseline for all of, you know, passive income, maybe not all, but like, you know, at least on the real estate side, I mean, there's definitely other things you could do. You could do, uh, you know, storage units or, you know, rent out whatever, a piece of equipment or, or cars laundromat. or on laundromats, uh, RVs, you know, you can do uh, Airbnb, you know, you can do a lot of different things. Um, but the base, you know, the base thing is just do your research, get into some stuff. And especially when you're young, you're going to do it, do it while you're young. Otherwise, you try to figure it out when you're in your 30s and you're like, fuck, man. I should have been doing this so much earlier. I could have been doing, you know, I could have been instead of being, you know, 30, 31, whatever you, you know, you could have, if you started in your twenties, you could have had all this and by your 30 now and try to start it when you're 30 and then it's going to turn to 40. And I'm not saying that's the worst thing, but you know, still it's that time you can't get back. That's the main thing. You know? can, can I tell you a quick story that I find very interesting because this goes back to what I want to instill in my kids and my kids, whatever they want to do, like I'm going to support, you know, I might have some guidance and like some recommendations. Right. But yeah, warriors. I, um, yeah, I, uh, I have a really big, my mom's side of the family is really big. We go on this trip every year. Like wait. Or... Yeah. Yeah. We're a massive family, like tipping scales over here. Heavy. But, um, <laughs> but no, we, so my younger, so I'm like in the middle of my cousin's age. I have some older cousins. I have some younger cousins or like these three groups. There's like me, this group, this group, whatever. Well, some of the younger cousins are about, you know, they're graduating college. And one of my particular cousins <clears throat> had her boyfriend on this trip this year and um, had a good couple conversations with him just to get to know him a little bit more and stuff like that. And, uh, I said, Oh man, you're going to be a senior this year. Like, you know, what are your plans when you get out? And the guy's going to be an engineer. He's going to have a, he's got a good head on his shoulders and he's going to be doing good in his job alone. And he said, well, honestly, you know, I know I'm putting a lot of time into getting this engineering degree. He goes, but my goal is I want to travel. And he goes, I'm putting a plan together to where by, I think he said, 30. So you graduate college generally around 22, but he said, I think, I think, and you guys don't know him, so you can't quote me on it, but whatever. Basically within like 10 years out of graduating college, he wants to quote unquote retire. He wants to have enough Airbnbs and enough rental properties. And, and I'm not going to get into this, but 
a rental property versus there's some stipulations on what what you have to consider an Airbnb property, right? Or a VRBO or something. Like you have to live in it. You have to live in it for a certain amount of time of the year, whatever, to, for it to be considered a rental property. But won't go down that path. Basically, he says, I want to have enough properties under my name that are generating me passive income to where I can hire a property management company, right? Yep, and those 10%. are the people that they, they're going to take a percentage of your, your profits, but you can have them do sections of things or all of it. And he's like, look, they're going to clean the property. They're going to book the property. They're going to make sure it's not damaged. If someone has a, if someone's staying there over a weekend and a toilet's leaking, they're taking care of it. He goes, I literally just want to collect a paycheck and travel. And he goes, and my goal, and I'm putting a plan together, is to do that by within 10 years of graduating. I'm like, damn. I was like, so you're going to be retired. He'll be yep. 32 at that time, and I'm 34 right now. And I'm like, dude, you're to think that I could be retired for two years, quote unquote retired. Like he's still quote unquote working because he's making an income, but he's not really working. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I yeah. would have loved that. <laughs> like he let, he lets his money make the money. Yes. Yep. That's the whole point of it, right? Yeah. But again, I wish I had that mindset at 21 years yeah. old. Yeah. And not 34. Yeah. That's what we're trying to I say mean, and trying to get out is, there. There's a different world back when we were 21. I mean, that was 12, 13 years ago. Like, it was out there, yes. But you had to have mean, resources, though. The internet wasn't a big thing. No. And at, at that time, like, I was just fully ready to just let loose and party. And that's how my early twenties were. And granted, I'm looking back at it. Like I made really good money. And to come to your point of uh 401k, like you were saying earlier of, uh, when did your parents or whatever talk to you about 401k? Like I only had one person talk to me and it was my, my grandma. And, I invested my company actually matched six percent of my 401k. And so I did six nice. percent for the longest time. And then I started getting involved and I just realized I was like, I'm making I'm making way too much money than I can spend right now. So I did 10% for a while. And before you know, it, I was 27 years old with 80k in my 401k, which was way more than my dad, my aunt. Like, and I was like, oh, I'm on top of the world. Like, I'm, this is my way of justifying me spending all my money because I'm saving money right. at the same time. <clears throat> but life gets you in a pickle when you grow up and you don't properly know how to manage your money. And I start looking at, at that as like money available. And so I dabble in it. And I would pick up my 401k, pick up my 401k to solve problems without really knowing how to fully solve problems. And the next thing you know, I'm just like, damn, I don't have 80K anymore. I've got yeah. solutions, but I also have taxed money. Yeah, they tax the shit out of it. They tax the shit out of it. Basically yeah. took all profits away and then three bucks. Yep. Yeah, like 20% and then an extra 10% for the state, like 30% of your money yeah. that you yeah. put into that. Like all the, you know, matched money that they put in you Gone. you lost that and then some yeah let me so let me touch a, on that a big lesson you know i'm gonna just put my two cents on it um 
I still have it just because I haven't gotten away from it. But I think here in the next little bit, I'm going to ditch my 401k. Uh, here's why. Um, money depreciates in value since we went off the gold standard. So by the time you are, you know, 60, you know, your money is worth half, you know. So, you know, even if they match, even if you think it's doing good. And the reason I think that way and the reason I... I'm making this decision is, you know, I want to pull out more money towards me unless, you know, it's it's not like a huge amount that goes to 401k. But the reason why I want to do it is I want to use that money towards passive income I could have now making me money. That's why your friend's available to retire at 32, you know, because he has that income now rather than waiting and working your active income you know, and they only match your active income until you're what, 65, and then the value depreciates and then it's not worth as much. So I would almost rather have that money in my pocket now than have it depreciate over time. Because yeah, it also fluctuates on the stock market too. Like, yeah, the, you know, nothing was more annoying than when I would get a statement on my, my 401k and I lost value in it. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, like why in the fuck did I lose money? Like, it should be, this is money I put away with the percentage gain. And then it was just, I was like, it's like $500 less when typically I would see it gain by like five or $600. And then now it's lower. Yep. Exactly. Like that, that that's kind of, that, that was definitely kind of annoying to me, but I yes. see your point, but I think you have to have like a, a solid game plan because like bug was saying, it's not, you know, readily active to you. You have to, you know, file for that, pay the taxes on it because it's going to be a big percentage that you lose. So you have to factor that in as well, depending on how much you take out and just kind of have a plan to allow it to gain more than your potential and also your penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Which, true. Yeah. If, if you take, if you take it out just like I did, I mean, I was a big victim of it. I took it out to solve problems, and that's what it did at the moment. But that money could be still gaining, and I don't have that in my account anymore. I don't have that opportunity. Yeah. I yeah. could have done it differently, and that's a big lesson that I want to tell everybody out there is there's you don't necessarily need a solve-your-problem-right-now solution sit and do your research and figure out a better way to solve your problems. If it takes time, it takes time, but there, it's not a magic wand that you can just boom. It's over because you paid for that. Whether you know it or not, you put that money into your account. You put that money in your investment and you actually work towards it and your potential. Yep. You lost all that potential to solve your immediate problems. And if I could go back and talk some sense into myself, I would have done way more research on it, on how I could have more effectively solved my issue rather than I can solve my issue now and then go from there because I could have done a hell of a lot more. Yeah. I think, I think it's important to like, the one thing I'll say to that is everybody has, okay, so, when you're dating, right? You have a 
you know, physical features you're attracted to. You have a personal personality type you're attracted to. And sometimes you're surprised of what you actually are into, right? Until you really get to know someone. Fetishes. <laughs> yeah. Like, check out my <laughs> OnlyFeed at OnlyFeed.com slash Bugabuga15. Oh, nice plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. That's not a real thing. But anyway. Uh, Look it up. But so, so take finances. This, this, and by the way, boys, just slam me if this is like way off, but I'm trying to make a comparison here. <laughs> when you're, when you're, uh, <laughs> well, the, yeah, I mean, you, you had your plug and you asked me to plug. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Speaking of plugs, a word from our sponsors. So, oh, yeah. I got to reposition myself real quick. Okay. Oh, well, I like um, that position better. Um, no, but think of, think of, think of, uh, your retirement or think of your financial future as like dating, right? You know, you're going to have some breakups. You're going to have some things that don't work for you. You're going to have some things that you were surprised work for you that, that you didn't think would. And think of that as like you're dating into marriage or whatever your, your future is. So finances are the same thing. There are 401ks out there. If you're in the education system, there's 403Bs. And there's ways that those work that are like really great if you know how to maximize 403Bs in the education system. But then also there's Roth IRAs. They're contributory Mm -hmm. IRAs. There's all these options out there, guys. CDs. CDs. There's bonds. There's like, there's so many different avenues, right? And not everything. So so when I met with, I have a financial advisor. And when I first met with him, this was not that long ago. I, I realized when I started changing really? some job. Okay, this is not. This you got your own sock drawer too, buddy. I do. And you got your publicist. Oh, yeah. Um, must be nice. Got a whole drawer for listen, socks, bro. Listen, boys. We're just trying to educate, okay? We got to get all avenues yeah. here. Oh, this but is the, the top is, tier avenue. So go ahead. The thing out. is, the thing is, is like I think Brad was saying, or P was saying, when I first got out of college, I felt really good about the percentage I was putting into my 401k because my dad was like, man, I wish I was doing that at your age. I was like eight years late. Whereas now it's like, man, I wish I would have let, you know, my or the generations coming out of college now is like, oh man, I wish I would have invested into real estate at your age. And I, you know, like it's just that stage in life. It's just like anything, right? So going back to it, think of investing like dating. Not every, some people are aggressive, some, some people are passive, some people are down the middle, and you can invest to suit your, like what's going to make you sane and not stress out, yep. right? If you're super aggressive, you're going to lose big, but you're also going to win big <laughs> in certain instances. And and I highly suggest you ask someone, call it a financial advisor, call it someone that's just in your circle that knows about finances, just talk to them about your options because you can get super aggressive and you can also lose really big and win really big in that portfolio. But yeah. you could also be passive or kind of neutral or right down the middle. I, yeah. I highly suggest sure. for your own sanity because, because <laughs> you can get caught up. Certain personalities can check their, you know, stocks every day. And like, Oh my God, I'm down $200. The next day oh, I'm up a thousand dollars and then I'm down 500. And then mm-hmm. like, it can be a mind. F. Oh, I'm a millionaire. Truly, yeah. I'm and, and I got to go back to work. Yep. Again, it goes back to knowing <clears throat> what you don't know. Like take your time to educate yourself. You can only be the best you, if you know what you're getting into and you can invest 
all different ways, shapes, and forms. And you can be aggressive, you could be passive, you could be right down the middle or somewhere floating, right? And just do something that's not going to make you like age yourself 20 years by having a heart attack and like all this other shit because it can. Like, dude, I, since I got really diverse in my portfolio, like it kind of stresses me out sometimes, but I just got to like let the cards play. And, and, and again, to try to offset some of those things that could hurt you, I do suggest you be diverse, you know, look at different ways. Don't put yeah. all your eggs in one basket, yeah. you know, don't take all of your money out and do one thing or the other. I mean, have then you again, seen the, the crypto market lately? Sure. True. Buy now, oh, folks. Buy now. Yeah. I was going to say, talk about if you if you bought a little bit ago, you could stress out or just better ride. have a long term approach. Which my crypto's if, hurting right now. Yeah, I'm actually going to yeah, check it yeah. out. Us too. We kind of did that and kind of went down a little bit. But I mean, if, if if you have money that like, let's just say some situation happened. Who knows? You know, you have a, you know. Hmm death in the family, life insurance, inheritance, whatever, and you don't quite know what to do with it, but you know that you have it, just know that if your money just sits in a bank account, it's depreciating. It is, it's going to be less value if you don't do anything with it than when you decide to do something with it. Yep. And if that's the case and you don't want to jump into a, a high risk or even a risk, there are avenues that you can take to allow it to possibly gain you value or at least maintain it. Like, I mean, there's CD loans that you can, or CDs that you can put it into to grow it for, I mean, there's different terms. There's 12 months all the way to 60 months. Like you can go one year to to five year. Know that it's locked. So if that's what you decide, that's what you decide, but it won't lose value. It's only going to gain value. And the, the more money, the more percentages. I mean, that's just kind of, you know, common math. But if, if you are in a position that you are like, I ain't going to do shit with that amount of money in three years, other than blow it, put it away. Okay. Put it where you can't really touch it and you don't need to touch it. But, it doesn't lose its value. It gains you money so that three years later, Oh, another opportunity comes up. Now you could, where you're at in life, it could either, you could just redo that all over again or invest it or use it however you need, but don't waste it. Yeah. So let me just throw my two cents in here. It's more of a motivation than anything. A little life lesson is, what I've learned, 33, what I've learned is um, no matter how much I thought I was cool or badass or, you know, whatever, like I was playing life scared 100% because I'm taking so much more risks now than I ever did, you know, before. And honestly, I will recommend it all day, every single day, because when you don't risk it, you don't make any moves. You don't try to do anything. You stay stagnant. You stay in the same spot. But when you, you don't risk get it, the biscuit, oh, you got to risk it to get the biscuit 100%. But if you don't, you're, you're just in the same spot regretting and you're slowly regressing and you're slowly becoming more miserable. 
yeah, you might risk it and you might lose. But then guess what? You have another great lesson learning how to pick yourself back up. And honestly, you figure out that it's not so bad. You lost a little bit of money, which you can regain. You you know, if you have to eat ramen for a little bit, cool. You'll figure it out. That's what, you know, I found out is, at least for me, I'm very resilient. I'll figure it out. If I fail, I'll figure it out. And so with the risk-taking stuff, I've been like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to risk shit. Make moves. Make shit happen. And honestly, my life's been so much better since because some shit doesn't pan out, some shit pans out. And then the shit that pans out is life-changing. Because, you know, yeah, I actually took that risk. And if I never would have, then I would have been in the same spot, working the same job, being just as miserable, trying to get a promotion, trying to do this, trying to, you know, get one step ahead of the game when I could have been soaring past the game. You know, like... That's that's my big advice on it is is just take some fucking risks in life and if you play it safe you're gonna you're gonna always stay safe you're gonna always stay in the same spot. That also comes with with mindset and and you accumulated that and you you learned that as you were getting older. Yeah. Like if you try to tell yourself this ten years ago, your ten year old ago self probably wouldn't even listened. Like. <clears throat> That's 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 the shitty part, part. Is because I'm way open to it, and if with the knowledge that I know today, like oh man, I would fucking do so many things different. But ten years ago today, I wouldn't have listened to myself at all. I was in a a completely different realm, and I had one thing in mind and one goal in mind: having fun. And it was almost like a rebellious. I'm I'm over the. I was it was like a free feeling. Like I'm tired of being, you know, having to be here at a certain time. Now I got a taste of freedom, making good money. I can do whatever the hell I want. Like yeah, but it's it's I'm, also it's okay to have those times, right? Like I think what we're speaking of is like building that future to have that when you're a little bit older, right? But I think it's also okay like for kids to be kids. And I say that when you're like 23, 24, 25, like, look, you also want to be you and you want to figure out who you are and determine where you want your next steps to be. But at the same time, there's also ways that very minimal ways that you could change your future, even at a young age, while you're still doing those sorts of things. Like you could say, hey, do I really need bottle service every weekend or (laughs) can I do it one weekend and those other three become, I put in my 401k investment, right? Like I get it. Like, and and I wasn't in that spot P where you were like, (laughs) when I came out of, when I came out of college, like, you know, I was dating my not wife and we both lived at home for six months. We both then bought a house together and we were living comfortably Probably could have invested more, probably could have partied a little bit more, but we did a little bit of both. And, you know, but again, like you're, you have no kids, you have, Mm -hmm. you know, your bills really aren't that crazy. Even when we bought our house or we bought a very modest house, like it was just like a place that was nice and, you know, we were on our own. Right. But we were still doing those college nights and, 
staying up too late, drinking too much, that kind of stuff. But again, it's also really hard at that age to be this forward financially thinking. So there's also that, but yeah, like as as much like as wise as it is and how much it can impact your future at that time, it had no play on the way I thought. I mean, I, I would do the dumbest shit and make the dumbest, but I'd make like $200 bets on a fucking roulette table and not even care that I lost that money because I was making well, that were money. rich. Yeah, I, I was rich. Letting it ride. I, I let my buddy fucking $1,700 because he told me he was going to pay me back. And then he was paying me back, but the next week he lost his arm. No big deal. <laughs> never, never found it again. But yeah. <laughs> So, I'm sorry. Uh, that's, another, that, that's another story. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He got his, he got his eye, though. Don't you worry. Yeah. Someone turned the, the lights yeah. off on this humor, guys. I don't know. Can we uh, have a follow up podcast of that story alone? Oh, well, that's Brad a was great in the same story. car wreck. Yeah, that's a great story. We'll have to come back. Brad, to Brad was in the car wreck that that guy lost his arm in, but Brad never yep. found it either. Oh, so but, it was not a crocodile. Okay. Nah, nah, no, not no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, I was, I, I was, I was in that mindset, and it 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 sucks that <laughs> I was in that mindset because I know exactly what you're talking about. And if, like I had said, if I were to kind of reflect back and the people you're trying to like approach, like I wouldn't have given it a second thought to be like, I'm I'm just not gonna listen to what you have to say because yeah. I am doing my own thing and I'm having fun, and that was. And here I am now saying, like, I wish I would have listened. But yep. at that time, I was kind of blinders on. And there's going to be people like that. And that's, I mean, you'll yeah. learn your lesson the hard way. And yeah. maybe you'll strike a pot of gold that I didn't strike because, you know, that bet at the casino didn't pay off that night. Yeah, let it ride. But, I mean, I, I, I mean, 100%. There's going to be everyone. I just preach for a minute and nobody's going to listen. Take two, right? If you're tired of living paycheck to paycheck, maybe you're living the dream, maybe you're just making too much money, you want to blow it. Have fun, cool, live it up. But just know sooner or later, you're going to get tired of living the way you're living. You're going to get tired of living paycheck to paycheck. <clears throat> Even if you think you're like, oh, well, I'm making, you know, such and such money. As long as you're working for that money, it can get taken away. That's why passive income is so great because you don't got to work for it. If you get hurt, do whatever you eat, the money still comes in. That's the greatest part about it. So just speaking to everyone who's tired of paycheck to paycheck, who's tired of living the way they are, who's tired of all the bullshit or not having any spare cash or, you know, uh, something breaks down, your car breaks down, you got to fix something. Then, you know, <clears throat> then you're stressing out. About, you know, where you're going to get your next, you know, little bit of cash, you know, next little bit of this. Or, you know, if, if something happens to all you bachelors out there living the dream, living it up. Oh, I got to pay rent and beer. And then the rest is just a little food, little whatever. But yeah, what happens if your car breaks down? You got to go to work still. So know this shit. The second you get tired of how you're living and how things are going for you, you'll open up your little think tank. And you're going to make, well, fuck, how do I make money? I don't know what to do. Then you listen to this shit and be like, well, maybe I should listen and maybe I should 
put aside a little bit of cash. Or maybe I should just go do some research and I don't need a down payment. I can go, you know, open up a little property or whatever. I just have to go get a credit card, make sure my credit's decent, and I make a little bit of money. <clears throat> because they count the other income on the other side is rent. If you're gonna if you plan on renting something out, you might have to have a little bit more down, but they, they count that income so you don't have to show as much. So just know that there are ways out and the way there's things you can do that are, you know, different and you know, there's not like, oh well, I could never do that. I could never do this. I can never do that. Well fucking give it a try, goddammit. Show some, you know, do a little risk, test some things out. I mean, the worst thing you're going to do is stay where the fuck you are and let your dollar depreciate. How about that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a difference between saving and investing, and it's a huge difference. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with saving. I, I mean, absolutely. If you can save, save. But also think what you could do with that savings to make more off your savings. Your savings are money you don't need and money you set aside. Well, even if you have to take a percentage of that money, like just take half of your savings, take half of what you put aside for savings and invest that into something else because you already don't need that money. Allow that other half of your money to gain more money. It's, almost letting your savings do another savings for you. Can I get, can I give a little scenario here? Cause I, I feel like this could come up and I want to give two, two instances here and I'm going to have, I might need some help from you boys here because I, I think I have this framed out in my mind, but I might be off on some, some aspects. So I don't know the demographic, the financial situation, the age, whatever of, <laughs> Anybody listening, <clears throat> I'm going to take two scenarios, okay? Scenario one is, you know, you're financially stable. You might be putting into retirement. You know, you're paying your bills. You have some discretionary funds that you can put towards like fun and entertainment, right? Maybe you go out to eat a little bit. Maybe you travel a little bit, whatever. You're not super rich, but you're like living a good middle class life, right? So there's... When it, when it comes to setting yourself up for passive income or retirement, part one is this person, right? They are covering their bills, their expenses, and they have a little extra to put towards something else. It all comes down to mindset in my mind for both scenarios, by the way. And I'll get to the second, second, mind, or second, second scenario, but it all comes down to mindset and really what you're willing to sacrifice. Because let's just say... You have, after all things are paid off, food, bills, mortgage, whatever, you have 500 bucks a month, okay, that you can put towards whatever you want. Get a new pair of shoes, some clothes, go out to eat a few more times, uh, whatever, okay? It's hard to change your lifestyle. It is, you know? When you get a raise or you pay off a car, think of those. So think about paying off a car. That's like getting a raise. Say your car payment's 200 bucks a month, three a month, 300 bucks a month, whatever it is. When you pay that off, dude, that's like getting a raise. So what do you do with that money? So there's that aspect. There's, there's spend what more. Happens when you, yes. That's so a lot the, of people spend more. That's the typical thing. 
So, so we're going to set that aside because I just realized I opened up that can of worms and that's a whole nother thing. But okay. So you, you have $500 a month. You can do whatever you please. And let's just say you put an uh, extra hundred bucks in this to retirement. The other 400 bucks you spend on going out to eat some improvements to your house or uh, clothes or whatever. Okay. Things that technically you could do without when it comes down to early retirement or passive income, it all comes down to what you're willing to sacrifice and how you're willing, how much you're willing to change your lifestyle. So it takes a mindset. It really does take a mindset to say, look, it's like, it's like, oh man, I want to, I want to gain 10 pounds of muscle, right? Well, you got to put in the effort. Okay. Just like, like improving your next step in life. You have to put in the effort. It's you have similar to, say, to a diet. Yeah. You have to cut out the sugar, cut out some calories, maybe reduce your carbs, whatever diet works for you in your lifestyle. There's, there's the, 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 the calorie reduction. There's the carbs. There's the, uh, fasting. There's the, um, uh, what is it called? Where you only eat from like, 12 o'clock in the afternoon to 7 p.m. or what intermittent fasting. Sorry. There's all these different diets. There's also all these different ways to reduce your expenses to in 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 influence your investments. So take that four or five hundred dollars and and you have to put yourself in a mindset that says, if we still want to do all these other things, we have to either cut expenses out. Go on. Or change our lifestyle right and i think it's important at that person to say well i got a mindset i have to change i want to impact my future i want to impact my kids i'm no longer going to eat out four times a month so i wanted why did i choose that one of all things i could have chosen I don't know, but you paused the perfect moment. I was like, should I answer for him? Uh, <laughs> happy wife, happy life. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to pretend none of that happened. We're going to cut that out for the podcast. Anyway, you have four to $500 a month as discretionary income. Instead of spending $200 a month on takeout food, and that new pair of shoes, I'm going to take that and put it towards a fund that will eventually allow me to invest into a property or a 401k or a Roth IRA or whatever. Okay. So there's that. It's a mindset change. You really, 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 really need to just like reframe your mindset. You want to lose weight. You have to change your mindset and change your, your routine. Okay. There's a lot more we can dive into that, but I really yeah. feel like I need to switch paces here because I dug myself a hole. But no, the other I'm, side of it, I, I agree a lot to what you're saying, except the eat out comment. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why about. I'm trying to change subjects here. But okay, uh, I um, eat out eight to nine times a month. I mean, okay, well, back door, front door it is it is what it yeah. is, buddy. Consistency. <laughs> okay, so the other I'm gonna. The other mindset is you're living paycheck to paycheck. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're not investing in a retirement. You're not doing anything other than what you can today. It's still, and I know me personally not being in this situation, I don't want to say I can say it's easy because I'm not there. I'm fortunate I'm not there. 
I've I've had I know people have fallen on hard times. COVID hit people differently depending on what industry we're in. I don't want to say that I this is like so easy. Oh yeah, yeah, bug like yeah, fucking it's it is what it is. Statement. But what I'm saying is it's still a mindset. Okay. We usually grill burgers and chicken on on Saturday for the family. Oh man, kids, like we're gonna just tone it back a little bit. We're gonna do a little bit of something that's easier to cook and more of a mass, but it's a little bit more uh, cost efficient. Or, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna find a way to cut out this, this, and this. Whatever it may be, it could be five dollars a week. Okay, I'm not saying it has to be a lot. But any way you could change your mindset and your lifestyle to adjust for what you're spending can really and truly impact your future. And and there's a lot to that because I know $5 a week is not that much. But you take 52 weeks in the year, that's 10, 25, what was that? $260 a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I could be wrong. I mean, that's... Uh, whatever. I mean, I'll even take a it a step hundred, further, right. but you can I bet you could take fifty bucks a paycheck. So you get paid every two weeks. You can take fifty bucks a check. And if you just took that away from you, you would figure it out. You'd figure out a way to live without fifty bucks. All day. It's just about being six, disciplined. Six hundred dollars a year. Right, you Is could my figure math that, that out. Fucking bad. Holy shit. Oh no, paycheck, that's fucking Oh, I, I was paying twelve hundred dollars a year. Hey, two sixty. I was right. Let's go on my yeah. scenario. But sorry, I just really got yeah. freaked out. My math. If was you get bad. if you get fifty bucks, you know, a paycheck every two weeks, you know, it's a hundred dollars a month. Yeah, right. Like you could figure that out. You could do that. Like you just got to be disciplined, and not everyone is. And yeah, it's tough. It's easy to go big. Oh, I want some beer. Yeah, well, maybe cut back on it, or maybe split it with your roommate, or maybe you know, figure out just figure out a way. If the government took away fifty bucks a check from me, you'd figure it the fuck out. But if you take fifty bucks away from yourself, you can't do it. Weird, you know? Because yeah. it's a have to can, rather than a it's a want than a need. Can can I? So I just realized I completely missed out on one big concept of my scenario. <clears throat> Part one was. You have the funds, you have a little bit of free spending, but you have to change your mentality, your mindset, your how you're managing things. The other part of it is, yes, agreed. You could, you could, if someone said, "Hey, man, we times are tough. We got to dock your hourly wage by whatever. Therefore, you're losing fifty bucks a paycheck, whatever that is. You'll find a way, right? So it's still a mindset. I'm never abandoning the mindset side of it, but think of this time is money. And, and I've seen some social media where you can really co- construe that and, and make it where it's like, this sounds like a negative, but I'm trying to make this a positive. And I go back to your dollar per hour. Some people have to sacrifice on part one. You, your sacrifices were tied to things that you were freely spending on that you didn't really need, right? The sacrifices on the other side is also could be tied to time right? How much time in the day do you spend working with your family, free time, whatever? There are some situations where you're either working or with family, and this may not apply to you. But if you have 
And this is really hard. This is really, 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 really hard for me to say because I understand what this means to a degree because I'm not in the, I can't say I truly understand because I'm not in that situation. So I don't want to say like, oh, I know what it is, but I want to empathize with people that every minute of their day is precious, right? That they only get so much time with family, so much time with work. But if you have an hour a day that you could be reading a book or playing a video game or doing something that's for you, this is going to suck to hear, but that hour a day over the course of a week could be spent seven hours door dashing, you know, seven hours researching ways to get out of the situation that you're in and find ways to make affordable passive income. I've seen so much about, you know, and it sucks because gas prices are what they are, but door dashing or um, there was a point I even wanted to supplement my income with, okay, well, man, before I go, go to bed, I usually have like an hour that I scroll through social media or I watch a show or something. Like what if I found a job that I could work remotely and it's data entry, right? I'm just plugging in data. I'm typing away and I spend an hour and I make 20 bucks. Okay. And then over a week, that's $140 times it by a a month, a year, whatever. You got a couple thousand dollars that you didn't have before. So time is also money. So I I also challenge people and I, I sympathize with you that don't have what other people have, but maybe you do have a little bit of time, but P what do what do you, what do you got to say to that? Idea. So, I mean, a big struggle, especially if you're caught up in like, you know, busy with work, balancing your life and everything and your significant other. It's like, we need a date night. We need a date night. How about DoorDash date night? You guys go and DoorDash together. You just ride in the car together, have conversations. Eat everybody's meal that you uh, pick up. That might actually be pretty fun, though. (laughs) I might actually but I mean, maybe not eating, I but mean, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, we'll you're actually on a good point. Oh, yeah, that you can eat your own meal. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're 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 resolving the situation. You're getting the the time together. You're going to pick up food and door dashing, and you're sitting in a car together. You know, having that alone time away from kids and whatnot. But you are getting that quality time together, and also making a little extra money. That's fucking awesome. Man. Yeah, and it might sound that's a great weird, but great it's actually a it, great idea right. though, because it's honestly, if you actually tried it out, I you bet it'd be to our so much. While you're DoorDash, yeah, yeah, Bingo. even better. Plug it up. It seems <laughs> two birds, but girls, you know, like it, it might maybe to some of you out there, it might sound a little weird, like oh, that's a stupid idea. It'd actually probably be pretty fun if you're just like, oh, hey, let's just go and figure out what these random people are eating. Let's go drive around and drop it off together and, you know, talk. I mean, just talk as a, as a couple people from going inside or going up to people's houses all the time, you meet some weird, fascinating motherfuckers out there and they are odd and some are cool and some are fucking weird. So it'll be entertaining, you know, either way. I think but, it's but, but even even beside that, like to peace point, I think about my own relationship with my wife. It's has it's it's had ups and downs. It's had great points, 
hard points, whatever. Like it's just what happens when you're in a relationship and we have two kids and all of us here on this podcast now have kids. Congrats, Brad. Boom, boom, boom. Um, but, uh, I, (laughs) I know my wife, it would take a little more convincing to get her to do that. But like, just to think that you could just be out driving around your local area that, you know, yeah, you're, you're picking up food. Like, you know, those pauses in the moment where you got to pick something up, drop it off. But like that, that, I don't know, man, that's actually a really good point. And it's kind of sticking with me. I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to do that or, or not do that. Um, but, uh, you're, you lose a lot in the craziness with like our day to days and our social media exposure and stuff like that, where sometimes just having a conversation with your significant other is like huge, right? Where you can just like, Hey, how was your day? I can't tell you how many times like tomorrow, for example, my wife and I both work from home and four days a week, if not five days a week, we don't even see each other even working from the same mm. home till the end of the day. Damn, how big's your house? so big. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, well. we're talking. Like, I'm, I'm really impressed with half income. This so. level, you know, not like, No, no. Yeah. I mean, we literally have a modest two-story house. She, okay, so that's the other thing. I'm not going to get into this, but, like, we literally set boundaries. We're like, look, we have to be focused. Like, we want to be successful in our job. Mm. My office is here. Your office is here. Like, yeah, stuff comes up and we have to intervene and, and talk to each other. But we truly want it to be like our own separate work environment. So we've we've actually done well, a really you, good, really good need, job with separate. You need that. your separate worlds. I mean, we you do. Don't, you don't want that to. I mean, there's a reason why you go to work and your wife goes to work somewhere else or stays home. It's like you need that separation. There's a difference between having like constant communication. Like if you're peeking your head and be like, oh. How's it going? She's like, ah, fuck off. I'm in a meeting. Yeah, right. Like you, she, she's in that, that mode. You need to be in that mode too. And that's hustling. I mean, the complication with you guys being in the same home. Like, I'm glad you guys figured that out. Yeah. That's and, awesome. And, by and the way. Need to separate it. The funny thing is we've had a lot of people, a lot of people say like, oh, I couldn't work at home with my wife or my husband or my whatever. Like, well, yeah, no, it, it truly could be tough, you know, but, yeah, but uh, if you don't it, see each it, other until you smash it out later, you're fine. Oh, <laughs> you know, it. live it up, buddy. That's the you know. Well, it's, it, it's, some would say the dream. I say, oh, the dream, but you know. I say only <laughs> goes.com. Yeah. Plug point, it again. The point being, boys, <laughs> is that even yeah. even in my circumstance, yeah. where I literally am with my wife, like we're in the same building every day, almost all day we still have moments where it's like, man, we haven't even talked to each other. Like we, it would be great. Like P like, I honestly think anybody's struggling to make a few extra bucks, but, and, and what, one of the things they're sacrificing is time with their spouse. That that's a great idea, man. Like I, I never ever thought of it that way. And I think that's an amazing idea because you could make a few extra bucks, put it aside for a rainy day or invest or pay off a bill or whatever. But then you're spending time with your, significant other and who's gonna who's gonna know if you steal a few fries am i right like you get a meal on top of it they never know so, they steal the bag yeah. but it's fine but it's, it's even catchy door dash date night yeah that's great right. dude that Bad dude opinion. we might have to patent that it's a trademark to think but it, uh, yeah but you might you know you got you got kind of your thing that's an awesome thing you know 
she's got her thing but again to everyone out there who's you know i would say a lot of people or wanting near their wife or whoever wants to spend more time and you're busy even if you want to pursue some goals or something like there's different ways you can do it you can go on date night like that make extra cash spend it on what your goal is <clears throat> or say you know um my wife recently was like hey you know i know you wanted to do the podcast you're you know passionate about it i want to help out you know i want to be like part of it and i was like thinking and then <clears throat> you know and i was like you know, you could listen in and, you know, support it that way. But also, like, hey, if you hear something cool or whatever, like, just timestamp it. Just say, hey, uh, it, this podcast, like, five minutes in, somebody said something real cool. And that way, you know, it makes my life easier. Like, everyone else's life so much easier. And also, they feel a part of the team. Like, they're, you know, doing you know, their part to help you succeed your goal or whatever. Cause you know, nothing against people, but they may not have like a big dream or, or anything. They might just have like a, well, my dream is like, you know, this and this and, but I want to help you pursue your dream, you know, and some dreams take up more time than others. So if that's your case, like if your dreams taking up more time or whatever, like I'll, I'll be honest, you know, podcast and, editing and clips it it takes up a lot of time so any help i can get is awesome always appreciate whatnot so you know that's one thing i said and and it was the you know on board and on all that which i thought was super cool like just yeah i'll listen in and i'll listen and you know then you got another supporter another listener but also you know let me help you out a little bit and that's to me was like huge so much more than you know so many other things they could do like i appreciate that because it takes up so much time and i think time's so precious like that's one thing once i realized that time is the one thing that you can never get back it meant so much more to me once the day i mean you hear that and you're like yeah cool when you really realize that you can never get time back you think oh i got all the time in the world i can do this do this what you realize you can't get it back you can't go back in time once that moment is over you might remember it keep that feeling but you can never get any time back so time is precious you can you can make mistakes you know lose money but you can earn that money back but you cannot get time back so time is precious so if you're trying to pursue your goals and you're trying to make you know ends meet and you're trying to make Work-life balance, which, you know, maybe we'll get into next time, but trying to make things balance out, like, you, you got to figure it out. And if, and if that's one of the things, like, if you can work together pursuing the same goal, that's the dream right there. I, I think that's very well said, and I think it's important with a lot of the things that we're saying as a group here to – Take in consideration these things. So I've talked dollar per hour, right? Like think about whether hourly or salary and what your dollar per hour is. You can do the math and find out like, if I spend an hour doing this, what am I losing over here that I could be doing? And I got a little lost in my work life, like worrying way too much about like the work life of that. But it applies to your personal life as well. 
you know, even though it may not be a dollar per hour, but like, what am I sacrificing over here that I could be doing over here? And you really have to weigh that as a person on down the road where you're going to be, you know, in your best place. And with Brad's points, I think, and P, I still, I'm still hung up on this. Like if you are struggling to make ends meet and you're struggling in your relationship because you're not dedicating enough time to your significant other because you're not able to spend enough time with them because you're always trying to find the next way to make the next meal get paid for, then dude, we live in a really great time, really shitty time, really great time. The great thing about it is you're exposed to so many different avenues to try different things. Some people are not fortunate enough to risk it enough to get, oh, maybe I lose a little bit, but at least I tried it and I know like how to do it better the next time. But even if you're in that situation where you can't do too many riskful things, the simplest way is probably what P just said. Like, I know if you have kids, you got to think of a babysitter or someone to watch the kids. And maybe you're expensing stuff to like allow a babysitter to come in. Or maybe you're lucky enough to have a family member that'll do it for free or whatever. But honestly, like get creative, like get creative on what you could do to maximize your time with your family and your earnings to help build a better future. Because your kids, oh, go ahead. Two birds, one stone right there. Like Exactly. You're you're knocking out the we need to spend more time together and that that time lost that either you or your significant other is is looking forward to and need it, but at the same time you have the financial burden. So you can literally do both at the same time. And especially if you're just started, it's a new adventure. You guys get to start something together. It's a cool experience and you can be like, oh, that was weird. You know, I had, I had to go in and do this, and next time the next next person goes in. But meanwhile, you're just delivering food. And if you want to get like creative on it, you can have your own spin at it because they tip your they tip you as a DoorDasher and Uber Eats or whatever, like on the app and everything. So if you just want to be, you know stupid about it just come up with something together and just like make it a little priority i mean it doesn't have to be like once a week it could be twice a month once a month whatever the hell you guys decide but just make that your individual time and yeah. then also see a little kickback from it yeah that's pretty cool like, i've never, I've never yeah. thought about that bro instead, instead of paying for a date you get paid for a date but but think too p yeah. like what 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 you just said what else it builds right Say your next quote unquote 10 dates with your significant other makes you whatever money that could fund a date that isn't on in the car, right? Mm -hmm. That could say, Hey, look, we sacrificed and our dates were in the car delivering food to other people. But then we did that enough to where now we can have a date at a nice restaurant, just the two of us. And, you know, there's no other distractions. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's important to look at like you could do anything, almost anything for a day, right? I can't learn to fly for a day. Like I, I'm not gonna go flap my wings and fly. But you I could can. do almost anything like <clears throat> for a day. Like you could say, oh man, 
Um, I'm an alcoholic, but I could, I could not drink for one day. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I am. I'm saying people with like really tough times. If you look at things as in, I can do anything for one day. So I'm going to focus on two day. I'm going to do this. I go to bed. I wake up. I did that. Well, who's to say I couldn't do it for one more day. Mm-hmm. That one day turns into one day, turns into a week, turns into a month. And you're like, I've been doing all these things for one day at a time. And it's now become a year or whatever. Like, I think like we get really caught up in the really, really long term. And, oh, dude, I could, I need to lose 20 pounds. Like it's going to, I got to grind it out and I got to do this. I got to cut everything out. And then like you relapse in, in regards to that like process. But if you just say like, I'm going to just not have sugar today, or I'm not going to do this today. And I'm going to help my efforts in getting to where I need to go. There's a lot of things that you normally can't do for a long period of time that you can do for one day. And if that, that means having your date night on the road, delivering food to other people, but having a good conversation with your, your spouse and learning more about them and, and where your journey is going to take you. I mean, build, build a better tomorrow, like be, be what you can do in that moment and just kind of see where it can take you. And then at the end of that day, just enjoy that, you know, extra 50 bucks in your wallet. Yeah. Be proud that it could have been $50 out of your wallet on a date night. Like that's what we needed. Even though you have the same conversations, but you made money rather than losing money. Exactly. And and that's a hundred dollar turnaround. Yeah. Yep. Right. And you know, my only thing to add to all of this, I mean, everything was spot on. But another thing to add is if you can, if you can uh, perfect time management, you got it won. You made. That's the hardest thing in life. You're not the hardest, but you know, the one of the hardest things is to be disciplined enough to man, you know, to time manage and to be like, hey, well, I'm actually going to instead of just sitting here watching this Netflix or doing this, doing this, to actually be like, well, maybe we could go DoorDash together, make actually some money while spending time, two birds, one spoon. That right there, if you can pull all this off and and do, you know, not maybe that that, that exact scenario, but anything like that, if you can pull all that shit off, you're gonna you're gonna see an increase in life and value and everything like that. You're gonna see everything skyrocket if you can manage your time, because all the wasted time that you do, whether it's flipping through your phone on social media or you know watching Netflix, whatever else. If you actually look and really, really, really look, like take a deep dive into that shit. And be like, how much time am I actually spending on this shit? You know, look at the clock, go do your thing, and then look at the clock when you're done. And be like, Jesus Christ, if it's, you know, hour and a half, you know, you could have been better in your life. You could have been using that as research. And not saying that everybody's perfect and you'll never do that, but just that's what I'm saying. If you perfect it, yeah, you got it made, but. Just keep moving towards the goal of always being better. Better your fucking life. Make shit happen. And yeah, and it might suck for a second, but if you can just, you know, push through that shitty time and be like, ah, well, I want to, I really want to watch this new episode. Okay, save it for a day. But if you're out here like 
browsing Netflix for a new series that you need to watch, you got to figure some shit out. You got to be like, hey, well, I could be using my time a lot fucking better. And I don't know how many people they, they just went, oh, shit, he's right. Fuck, I do browse for the next new series on Netflix. Yeah, well, yeah, tough love. Get off your ass. Quit fucking searching. If Stranger Things is over, then, yeah, scoot, then. Because I watch it, too. I love it. But, you know, make sure that that's, you know, that's on the on the back burner. You know? We can make it little, too, man. Like, maybe, I mean, I, I don't think people realize, myself included, by the way, how much you dedicate to things that you like are just fillers like in your day until you really quantify it. Like, so my wife freaking persistent as hell, like COVID 2020 was like a weird year. Just like really got out of our norms, our habits or, you know, day of the day. And then like, like, Oh man, like just not, don't feel healthy. Don't feel this. Like this girl put a timer on her phone that at this time, she went to bed and she cut off social media and she cut off this. And um, then, you know, she, she just put things in place that normally weren't there and like slowly chipped away at her restrictions or, or her, uh, her vices or whatever it may be like, okay, Hey man, when I quantified, I spent three hours on social media. Well, I'm going to give myself an hour and I'm going to use those other two hours for more sleep or to do more research on this or do whatever. So you don't have to, you don't have to destroy things in one day. Like my whole thing, I remember back to my like workout days was like, I went way too hard in the paint. I try to cut everything out and completely change my life. Dude, just chip away at it. Yep. Take that hour down to cut out 15 minutes. Then when you get used to 45 minutes of social media, cut it down to 30 minutes and put those and you just put that time elsewhere. So like, I guess some more stories like don't, don't try to do it all in one sitting. Just slowly change your habits. And last thing to add to that is, you know, from I've learned from smart people, way smarter than me, who I've listened to, um, they say progress is the key to happiness. So just know that if you're slowly chipping away, you always have progress. Maybe not instant gratification, but it's progress and you'll be happy still. Because if you have the instant gratification, yeah, you're always looking for that. But if you can have the slow progress and be like, fuck, I'm, I'm doing good. As long as it's meaningful progress, you're going to reach it and you're going to kill it. <clears throat> and fellas, I mean, good shit. That went a little bit better than I thought, to be honest. Any uh, super smart people. I don't know. I mean, maybe not better than I thought, but, it, you know, it went uh, pretty smooth, smooth transition. I mean... Anybody have any last words for the viewers? Any final statements they want to say? Any key moments in life that we haven't? I would just say it's it's okay to be young and it's okay to just kind of let loose and not think about the responsibilities that are coming ahead of you. Enjoy yourself. But at the same time, don't let yourself get caught up in that and realize that a much smarter you is going to be there in a few years. And you, you wish that that particular person was able to talk to you 
at that age because it'll happen. It happened to me. So just understand. Have fun, but keep a little, you know, be wise. Well, nugget. I like it. Fuck anything? Yeah, uh, basically, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's okay to make mistakes. Um, It's okay to, you know, make mistakes, but don't let them define you. Like, make them to where you learn something from them. So, so, so take risks. Be as strategic as you can about it. But even if you're not, make mistakes. Don't let them define you. Learn from them and, like, just get better from there on out. And also just, just ask someone who's been there, you know, talk to people. Don't be afraid to come off as that you don't know anything. Just like talk to people who've been there and they know what they're doing and, and learn. Like, even if you're at the ground floor and you sound like you're like, have no idea, like that's how you get places. So yeah, just, just don't be afraid to do your research, ask some friends, make some mistakes, but learn from them and make it, make it worthwhile. Ah, yeah, definitely. You don't be don't be afraid because that's one thing I feel like you know it's hard too in this world these days with everything it's hard to you know go against the I don't know go against the opposition so I mean my only thing is don't uh, don't worry about you know if you got a couple buddies over here who are like ah well. Why do you save me money for? Let's go get beer or whatever. You don't have to listen to them. You don't have to do shit. Do whatever you need to do. And if you're like, hey, I really, you know, think what these guys are saying are really hitting home. Go follow through on it. Fuck what your buddies say. Fuck what your family say. Go and get it. Because it's your life, not theirs. So don't worry about it. And honestly, what you'll find out is, is if you lead the way, then your friends will follow everyone else will follow you. If you start leading, if you start paving the way and you're like, nah, fuck that. I don't give, I don't give a damn what they think about me. I'm going to make some income. I'm listening to these dudes. I'm going to go make shit happen. And then you make income while they're still living paycheck to paycheck. They'll be asking you, Oh, what would you do? How'd you make that happen? So the same clowns, you know, boys who are just like, ah, don't be a dweeb, blah, blah, blah. Nah, fuck it. And just fight through that shit. And then they'll be they'll be asking for advice later on. So just know that. So that note, fellas. Bug, out of here. Let's raise a glass, huh? Good Let's shit, it, boys. Good shit. Cheers. And until next time. Yeah, until next time. We're still listening. Thanks for always listening, and watching.